0: Why are you as the DA seeking a declaratory order for government to effect that arrest against the Russian President Putin?
1: Uh, Well, you know, we have this rather unfortunate history with regards to the Al-Bashir debacle where there was a warrant, an ICC warrant uh, out for for Al-Bashir when he visited South Africa. Uh, The government failed to comply with its international and domestic obligations. uh, And the, the court order came just, you know, as as he was being assisted to leave the country so in order to to prevent that kind of scenario happening again and because we've asked the judge the the government for assurances that if putin does come to us they will comply with their obligations and we've had no definitive answers from them we've decided to approach the court for a declarative so that everybody you know that there's legal certainty which regards everyone's position that that there will be an order in place that compels the government to, if Putin does come, to comply with their international and domestic obligations and and to carry out the um, request of the International Criminal Court with regards to warrants and uh, detention and
0: handing over. Let's briefly talk about 2017 when the ICC handed down that judgment on South Africa's failure to arrest the then Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir as you mentioned earlier. That punishment for the country seemed like a slap on the wrist because South Africa stated that Bashir's arrest would destabilise the then peace talks in Sudan. So with that in mind should the ICC's activities then be informed purely by international politics and and what are the possible consequences of another failure to execute an ICC arrest warrant?
1: Well, you know, what's the start of South Africa is a founding signatory of the Rome Statute. Uh, And we're one of the few countries who've in fact domesticated it into our own law. So we have international and domestic obligations, legally speaking. Uh, It's it's really, um, regardless of the... Of the, the legal consequences of failing to obey the court order, which which are you know reasonably serious, uh, internationally already South Africa is on on you know shaky ground. We've uh, we've been we've developed a cosy relationship with Russia and China, uh, which has you know caused serious international repercussions. We've been great listed by the. Uh, Financial Action Task Force, which has certainly had a dampening effect on our economy, and we're at grave risk of being kicked out of a goa which will, you know, have devastating consequences for all South African citizens. So internationally, we must uh, understand what our obligations are and we must comply with them. Uh, We're making our country uh, an international pariah and a very unattractive investment prospect. So, you know, despite the legal obligations, uh, there, are, there are other very serious consequences of not of not complying with one's international obligation to legally speaking.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, did the granting of the diplomatic immunity to the BRICS summit attendees, which would include Putin, prompt your legal action and legal application? Oh, no. On uh,
1: the contrary, I think our, our illegal application, which has been in the pipeline for some time, we've been preparing it, and it's... Uh, clearly wasn't as uh, uh, much of a secret as we thought it was. Our legal action prompted the uh, application for diplomatic immunity, I would think. Uh, but that uh, diplomatic immunity doesn't help the government in this predicament. It doesn't cover uh, visiting heads of state like Putin, and it certainly doesn't cover heads of state for whom there are warrants of arrest issued. So that, that immunity does not prevent, cannot prevent, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the execution of the warrant of arrest and the handing over, in terms of our international obligations, they supersede any domestic application for immunity.
0: Now, you've mentioned that South Africa is a signatory to the Rome Statute, but we as a country have decided to adopt a nonpartisan stance on the Ukraine-Russia conflict. What implications do you think our stance on the war in Ukraine have on their citizens and the country at large?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> Uh, our non-partisan stance, you know, is uh, questionable uh, in light of recent events. Uh, so, you know, I, I would question our non-partisan stance. It, it may be uh, lip service, but nothing more. Uh, the fact of the, the matter is that that doesn't, uh, that does not allow us to, to uh, renegotiate our international obligations. We have international obligations that are in place and uh, you know if we if we have difficulty with those obligations the way to do it is to engage with the icc and uh, deal with those issues there but but to ignore them to refuse to uh, comply with them uh, is not the way to go
0: our courts are currently experiencing a backlog in cases do you think that the da's matter will be heard on time ahead of the BRICS summit in august
1: well certainly it's in august so there's quite a bit of time that's why we have launched it now and I've got no doubt that given the, the public uh, interest and the public impact and, and the huge effect that this uh, could and will have on our economy, that the course will go uh, with, with the present agency, but I'm sure it will be
0: heard. That was Advocate Glynis Breitenbach, the DA Shadow Minister of Justice and Constitutional Development. That's-